All right, well, welcome to the inaugural episode of the 100% Wild Podcast. I am Mark Kenyon of WiredHunt.com, and with me, as mentioned, is Matt Drury of Drury Outdoors. How you doing, Matt? Good. How are you, man? I'm great. This is uh, this is exciting to finally have this show on the road, don't you think? Absolutely. We've tested it like 20 times. <laughs> we feel like we work out all the kinks, and uh, then a new kink pops up, but we're excited. I think, you know, the whole point of this is you know, the live part of it is exciting, but probably the viewers at home might see, you know, some flubs here and there, but that's just part of us trying to figure it out as we go. Uh, uh, but it's going to be pretty neat, I think. That's going to be the fun of it, is they get to ride the roller coaster with us. So <laughs> so that said, I was thinking, Matt, if this sounds good to you, that we should probably get this started by first explaining to those who maybe aren't familiar a little bit about how who you and I are, and then we can talk about this new show the format and what to expect in the future. So do you want to maybe kick it off telling telling a little bit about yourself? Absolutely. So, you know, I, uh, I'm actually Terry Drury's son and Mark and Terry Drury, as most people know, Drury Outdoors, they're brothers. They started uh, Drury Outdoors back in 1989. And I have actually been involved you know, of course, my whole life I've been around it, but uh, I went to college and got a degree with an emphasis in production. So uh, when I was in college, I was uh, interning for those guys and, you know, doing uh, work every summer, spring break, winter break. And when I was getting ready to graduate, Mark actually offered me a position here editing. And I've been here 12 years now. Uh, I've done everything from you know, uh, editing of back in the day, it was wildlife obsession. It used to do dream season, um, the DVDs of course, and then anything from filming. And then, you know, in recent years, uh, on the hunting side on, on cast of, uh, 13, uh, my role here at Drury Outdoors has changed a little bit in the, in the years. You know, I, I moved from a, a production guy into the brand manager role and uh, then ultimately into the general manager role. So I kind of oversee the day-to-day production, uh, business, uh, studio, uh, everything in between. So handling our, our staff, our, our pro staff, Mark and Terry schedules, uh, anything and everything in between. So that's kind of the rundown of what I do from a jury outdoors standpoint. And then uh, just personally, I'm married. I have a son, Cameron. My wife's name's Miranda. And, uh, you know, just a guy much like yourself, Mark, that is hunting, uh, balancing working and, and, you know, life and everything in between and trying to find time to get out into a tree. So, uh, and learn how to actually kill a mature white tail. <laughs> yeah, there's the rub. <laughs> yeah. So, how about you? Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, as I mentioned on the, t- the top, I run a website called wiredhunt.com, which is one of the largest independent deer hunting blogs. As part of that, I also run the Wired to Hunt podcast, which is a weekly hour to two hour long podcast where we go in depth on serious deer hunting related topics. And then I also uh, am an outdoor writer. I've written for most of the major hunting magazines, uh, Field and Stream, Outdoor Life, all the deer magazines, um, but, but really Wired to Hunt and everything revolving around it is my main gig. Um, in addition to that, I run a second podcast called the Whitetail Q&A Podcast, or at least it was formerly known as the Whitetail Q&A Podcast. And I think that's a perfect segue to talking about this show, the 100% Wild Podcast, uh, which is now that revamped 2.0 version of this original idea I had a long time ago. So do you want to kind of switch topics now and maybe tell a little bit about where the idea of the Whitetail 100, or excuse me, the 100% Wild Podcast came from? 
Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, over the past few years, you've interviewed Mark and Terry and Taylor and myself and team members of ours, you know, and I've always enjoyed the finished prod, uh, the finished podcast that you would come up with. I always thought you did a heck of a job and I felt like in our industry, you and Wired to Hunt and the brand that you built, you were you know, second to none. So, you know, we have uh, a relationship outside of just the podcast. We would email back and forth here and there. And we actually ran into each other at the ATA show this past January. And we got to talking and, and I said, you know what, it'd be awesome if somehow we could figure a way to team up our two brands. And I feel like, you know, Mark and, and, and dad are doing, you know, the whole uh, whitetail herd management, you know, on such a high level. And, and we're trying to bring such good productions and, you know, from the TV shows, the DVDs, social media, online. And I thought that if we could marry what you're doing to what we're doing somehow, it could be a deadly combination and we can really get some very, very informative information to the end user, not only with the audio version of your podcast, but now a video version that uh, we're doing live. Yeah. And, I, and I, when you came to me and said, hey, you know, we'd love to find a way to work together. That was exciting for me, too, because I've been a huge fan of everything you guys have been doing over at Drury Outdoors. And, you know, Mark and Terry, especially when we've been able to chat in the past, have just been so impressed with the wealth of knowledge that they have. Um, so I was excited about the opportunity to to pick into their minds even further and, and yourself and, and the whole team. So I guess, you know, at a high level, given all of that, the game plan and kind of what we decided on once we started talking, Matt, and you'll remember this, you know, we kind of bounced around a lot of different ideas. How can we actually make this work? And long story short, we decided to take this format of my podcast, formerly known as Whitetail Q&A, where we had a short, maybe 15 to 30 minute podcast in which myself and a guest would answer one listener question. And that was a cool format, but I knew we could do a better job of it. And when you guys start chatting with me, I thought, hey, maybe we could pair the expertise you guys have, the video production, you know, and tremendous knowledge you guys have, and pair that with this idea that I originally tried with Whitetail Q&A and do a Q&A style show shorter Q&A style show, but bring you on as a co-host, bring the Jury Outdoors team in as expert guests, and then just dive into as many different listener and audience submitted questions as we can. So so that's the game plan, right? I mean, that's what we're going to be doing from here on out. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, you know, just kind of a disclaimer, I don't pretend to be an expert in this side of, you know, so we're going to dive into some pretty uh, heavy topics and we're going to really do um, get get real in depth on this stuff. So whether it's, you know, turkey hunting, food plotting, you know, deer management, whatever the case may be, the guest that we bring in is the expert. So, um, you know, I don't know if you have anything to add to that, but if you're good, I think we could get right into the first question. You know, I think I only want to mention one other thing before we do bring on our guest, and that is that, you know, there's going to be a couple ways to watch and to listen to this show in the future that I just think are worth touching on. Um, and that's what's pretty unique about this podcast is there will be an audio version of it, just like a traditional podcast that you can have downloaded to your cell phone or your tablet or your computer, you know, every week or every other week when we release a new episode. So you can find that on iTunes or Stitcher or wherever you like to get your podcast. It's a great way to listen to the show when you're driving to work or on the treadmill, whatever it might be. But then also, you know, for those that are viewing right now, actually on video, you know this already, but if you're listening to this, 
there is a video version that you can watch on the Drury Outdoors YouTube channel over at their DOD TV channel. And that's going to give you, you know, this, this new insight into the podcasting process. And you can see a goofball like me and Matt over there trying to, uh, trying to pull this off and, and having these conversations. So I think it's going to be fun and a new element to a podcast that's just going to make this that much more of a, of a rich experience, I think. Um, so that's what's, I think, in store from a format standpoint. The only other thing I'll mention before we, we move on is that you guys right now listening and watching, you can submit questions for us and our guests to answer in the future. And you can do that by going to wiredtohunt.com slash 100% wild. It's all words, 100% the word. Um, that's where there's the actual little app that allows you to record an audio question so your voice can actually be heard on the show. So we'll remind you again about that at the end, but that's just something to keep in mind. We want to feature your questions, answer your questions, and help you out to become a better hunter. So that's that's the plan moving forward, Matt. And I suppose right. with that out of the way, do we want to uh, try bringing on our first guest for the show? Yeah, so uh, Joe, why don't you go ahead and try calling Mark Drury in? Okay. And uh, while we do that, um, you know, I just want to kind of introduce him. Of course, he really needs no introduction. Mark Drury, uh, one of the two uh, guys that started Drury Outdoors, my uncle, my godfather, uh, and the madman himself, the guy that has been doing live hunts on our Facebook feed all spring and getting everybody excited. Uh, I think we finally uh, got him here on the line with us. Mark, you there? Uh, we're we're still connecting at the moment. Okay. Let's see. So, of course, you know, with the question of the day, we, we you know, today's episode, the podcast probably isn't as in-depth as what they're going to be going forward. We had so many topics that we had to cover. Uh, we wanted to kind of get, um, you know, through some of the business side of it and you let you know what we're doing, what we're up to. Uh, but I think going forward, the questions are going to be really, really in-depth. And the, the people, the guests that we have on are really going to help us uh, dive into these subject matter. Let me see if I got Mark here. Mark, Mark, are you on the line? I am indeed. Okay. Uh, let me get a few things set up on my end, and then we'll, uh, we'll get everything going here. Um, so give me probably 30 seconds to get this set up. Hey, Mark, how are you today? Good, Matt. What's going on? You know, just another day at the Drury Studios, and we're just trying another new venture and, and trying to bring uh, our viewers at home a new experience. I like it. I like it. I've been watching it live on YouTube. I'm, I have enough signal strength here at the farm to watch it. However, when during our test, we didn't have enough signal strength to actually feed me in via a video feed on Skype. But uh, luckily, we were able to get a phone call. Yeah. through. So Technology is an amazing thing. I think it's a double-edged sword because, you know, you have just enough service to call in but you're just far enough out in the country, in God's country, that you, you don't have good enough service to video call in. I could see a strutter from the house right now. I don't know about you guys, <laughs> but my view is pretty good. So I'm bouncing back and forth between this turkey strutting down by the pond and, and you two guys. <laughs> that's, that's <laughs> yeah, that's the truth. So uh, Matt, whenever you're ready, I got the, the question of the day ready to roll. All right, Mark Kenyon, what do you uh, have on tap for us? Well, our questions from Travis Williams, and I believe Joe is going to play that audio for us now. Yeah, there we go. Hi, my name's Travis Williams. I'm from Belper, Ohio, and here's my question. How do you manage your time, not just in the woods, but also at home? What's the healthy balance, and how do you manage that personally um, with, with your business, with everything that you're doing? I'd appreciate your thoughts and tips on that. Thank you, and have a good one. All right, guys, what do you think? 
Well, I'm going to throw it to Mark Jury first. Uh, I mean, Matt, Matt and I definitely, I'm sure, have some input on this and both have had our challenges and, and lessons learned along the way trying to balance things. But I think you, Mark Jury, you are probably the king of this given how long you've been in this business and all the hunting you do. So what do you think? How do you balance it all? Well, I think you have to look at your overall moral compass and get it set correctly and then prioritize from there. And I think that priority has to start with family and family has to come first. Matt knows we're a very close knit family at, on the Drury side. Uh, Mom and dad had five children. They're all married. There are 13 grandchildren. And I think what, 26 great grandchildren now, Matt, I lost that, (laughs) that, that all comes first. So from there down, then you have to provide for that family. That's also an important part of that priority. And we're lucky in the fact that we're able to provide via this outdoor lifestyle, outdoor lifestyle. But it wasn't always like that. And in a lot of cases, it still isn't. Terry still has a construction company. He works there more than he does in this side of the business. I still work very closely with Matt and Flambeau. So we've always had a dual role. It's very difficult to just do a hunting television show and make a living from it. We do it, and we've grown it. We were lucky we started when we did back in the late 80s. But back when we first started, there was no living at all. And the priority had to come first. It had to be family. It had to be providing for that family. And then the hunting fit in when you could. We're so passionate that sometimes we can be a little selfish with that hunting side. So therefore, we do go hunting a lot sometimes when our wives may scratch their head a little bit. And you really have to have a two-way street there. You have to prioritize family, but you also have to have a spouse and a family that understands who you are and how important hunting is to you. And there's no question about it. Without Tracy and Willa's support through those early years, and even to this day, Drury Outdoors wouldn't be where it is now. They understand Terry and I very well, and they allow us to pursue this passion And that now extends into Miranda and Matt's time away from Cameron. And it's just one of those jobs that you have a lot of time with family, but there are those times of the year, whether you're on a tractor planting or whether it's peak of the rut, that you're in a stand and you're a little bit more selfish with your time and and you're out there hunting. So you really have to prioritize and make sure that there's a correct balance between all of that within your life. So how many days, Mark, and I know it's probably hard to give me an exact figure on this, but... How many days do you think that you are out there either hunting or working on your hunting property or or doing something along those lines a year, just to get some context here? You know, if I figured that out, Mark, I'd have to figure my my, uh, hourly salary, and I probably wouldn't be very happy with where it landed. Um, You know, we start uh, September 1st, and I miss very few days in the field from then until January the 10th or so when the shows start and then in the spring April 1st through about May 15th and that's either turkey hunting or on a tractor this morning I was out scouting and I'm lucky because I live here on the farm so it helps me balance how much time I like to spend a field with that family life that being said we do a lot of traveling as well but man it's it's I would say at least six and a half seven months out of the year at least maybe more wow 
Yeah, it's it's when you start thinking about it. I mean, it's one thing to go live it, but as you start really, like you said, if you had to put pen pen to paper, it's kind of daunting. It it makes you scratch your head and think, you know, is this worth it? But because of the fact that you guys love what you do so much, and you know the families are so understandable, uh, it makes everything work. But boy, it, it you know, I think. If you guys were to start your business today and 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 were to get married today, I think it would be different for you. I really do than what it was in the the late '80s. Because honestly, like the the way that I think the mentality is a little different to, today as far as how much time you're required to kind of you know, and that you want to be around family. It's not that you guys didn't want to, but back then, and even for your dad, it was, hey, this is a job. I'm gone. It is what it is, and, and and kind of the family, the the wife and the kids just kind of understood. But now it, it's it's a little tougher, um, and, and you try to stay connected via technology. You know, the Skypes or the Facetimes or whatever. Uh, I mean, what do you think of that? It, would it be different today? Do you think? I think it absolutely would be different because schedules are different. We didn't have nearly as much stuff going on. We didn't have as much stuff tugging at us back then. And I, I look at your comparison you drew on. You know, you always look at that person that's that's leading you in life. And for us, that was mom and dad. Well, dad worked literally 60 to 70 hours a week every week. And when Terry and I went to work for him in the construction side of things, that's what we got used to. And our work was a little different when we got into the hunting industry. But that work ethic was instilled in us from A, seeing the example that dad set and then B, actually going out and working. And we wanted to be good providers, and we didn't know anything else to do other than to work, 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 and then love love your family from the bottom of your heart and spend as much time with them as you can. But when I was a kid, Dad left that house at 6 a.m. He got back about 7 p.m. It was usually dark. He was dead tired. And then on Saturdays, they met all day, and it was usually one day a week where I actually had quality time with Dad. And that wasn't spent hunting because Dad's not, not a hunter, so yeah. – but you know what? I didn't mind that because the man literally worked his tail off to provide for the five of us in our family. Yeah. And and that work ethic that you mentioned, literally that's a quality that he passed down to you guys and you've passed down to us. And it's something that is ingrained in you and instilled into you. And it's just a matter of using, I think today, using technology to balance all those things. So whether it's the family time or the work or literally you can be connected just about any time you want, whether that's a good thing or a bad thing, I think it helps multitask and, and, and get things done and still spend good quality time with your family. But it all start, starts with kind of the work ethic that you set set forth to accomplish all those things. Absolutely. And and if you're selfish enough with your time in the woods, you figure out a way to spend more time with family and that's start a family business, Matt. So we get to spend all the time we want together. <laughs> yeah, maybe too much, right? <laughs> now that brings up an interesting question though that I've been thinking about over here. You know, you guys and myself, we're we're blessed to be able to make a living related to hunting. So we kind of have that little get out of jail free card where we can say, well, this is work, right? Um, but you know, in, in most cases, most other people might not be able to, you know, mesh that work with their hobby and their fun of hunting. So I'm curious, Mark, if you have any advice for those who, who aren't able to also claim this is work, this is just their hobby, and, and they get to do a little bit of this in the spare time. For me, before I did this as a living, um, I did a couple things to try to balance that time with the wife and still, you know, be able to get out and have fun. One of those things that kind of helped me was that, you know, I knew I'd be gone and hunting a lot during the rut. I usually did some early season stuff, so I'd always plan 
taking a long weekend off in the middle of October that I wouldn't hunt at all. I wouldn't talk about hunting. I wouldn't bring up hunting. I wouldn't leave the house. I was all my wives. And that was like a nice way to break up the hunting season. <laughs> Would you do that during the October lull by chance? <laughs> <laughs> That's what I did. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I did it during the, the October lull. Um, and then the other thing that I did was that I was also really particular about when I did hunt. At first, I thought, oh, I'd hunt all the time. But then I realized that wasn't necessarily realistic. And I tried to be a little bit more careful about choosing the right days to hunt. Um, is that something that you ever think about in trying to, and I know you've got a little bit more leeway, but for the average guy or girl, do you have any other ideas along those lines that they could maybe apply to help improve that balance or to help ease the pain on their significant other or family, if you know what I mean? Well, I agree. I, I think you've hit on it there, Mark. Um, and Matt and I and Terry can relate to this because we have a team of 40 guys across the country, guys and gals. And that's what the Drury Outdoors team has always been comprised of. None of these guys do this full time. They are just like our viewers. They're scattered all across the country from a wide variety of demographics and geographies. And they have to balance their work, their family and their play or their hunting. So they're doing that all the time. They're doing all those honeydews during the week, and then they're hunting on weekends. They're taking their vacations from work, wrapped in and around the hunting season or the rut, and they make a stab at it. And some years the bet pays off, and some years it doesn't, depending on weather. So you have to balance it. But the other thing that I would recommend, and a lot of these guys, you see them do it, is to include the family into what you're doing. One of the, the fastest-growing uh, parts of our industry is female hunters. All right. That stems from a lot of these guys saying, honey, let's go hunting this weekend. Or can we bring junior or can we bring our young daughter, whoever that may be, include your family in what you're doing, include them in front of the camera, include them behind the camera, make them feel a part of that passion. They may have the passion. They may not. But at the, at the end of the day, the very least, they will understand how, how important it is to you to get out there and enjoy your lifestyle. It's not for everybody, but it is becoming a bigger part of married couples, um, what do you want to say, weekends away or time together in the fact that more and more families are hunting together. And that's different than when I grew up. I didn't see a lot of that. That has changed dynamically over the last 10 years. And I, I credit some of the ladies out there for bringing that into the forefront. You credit uh, Eva Shockey, you credit Tiffany Lakoski, you credit uh, Vicky Sansarillo, you credit Taylor to some degree because she's been hunting on film her whole life. And I think families look at this and go, you know what, honey, we can do this. We can go out and share our passion together. And if they want to film those adventures, more power to them. Throw them up on YouTube. It's, it's such a different world we live in now because now you can share your fun, whether it be on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Snapchat, YouTube, you can share all your excitement together with all your friends and your family. And I think you just got to include them and make them feel a part of who you are and what makes you a person. I'm curious. Yeah, Go I ahead, think there, you know, with, with Taylor, I, we've gotten emails and, you know, before, before all social media came around, I, we would always get emails here at the, the office or even letters before that. And I always, always had dads thanking Mark specifically for showing Taylor growing up, you know, and, and hunting and enjoying it and the different ways that you would 
maybe it's target practicing with pumpkins or balloons or whatever the case may be. And I think that helped little girls out there say, you know what, she's doing it. I can do it. And it's fun. It's something that I can do with dad. And, uh, you know, if you can include your wife and, and she has that interest or passion, all the better. So I, I think you nailed it. And, and it's definitely helped seeing Taylor grow up through the years uh, on on camera because people can relate to that. And um, it's definitely a really easy way to balance that, you know, hunting lifestyle alongside your family lifestyle. So I'm curious, Matt, when are you going to start bringing the kiddos out with you into the tree stand? Well, Cameron's only 19 months old, so it's going to be... <laughs> I don't think Miranda would let me take him. <laughs> with, you know, the way that I try to balance it, since he is too young to, to come out there with me, at least I feel like he's a little too young, um, the way that I try to balance it is actually picked up a lease um, with, with a friend maybe 45 minutes from the studio, which is about an hour and a half from the house. And lucky enough, it's, you know, it's, it's good enough hunting ground that I think it kind of meets the standards of what we're trying to do in, in, in the television that we're trying to produce. But it allows me to, to go to go hunt and yet be home at night. And usually I, I get home in time to catch bath time or whatever. But, you know, of course you got to have an understanding wife. I mean, there's, there's a lot of times where I miss something or I'm gone. Uh, but the way that I try to balance it is by getting a spot that's a little bit closer to home so that I can make it, you know, so if I were just going to dad's place, which is about three, three and a half hours away, I got to make a weekend of it or I got to make, you know, it doesn't, it's not worth it just to go up for a night and then drive home. Whereas peace, it's close enough where I can head up and, and make it back and, and at night and be there in morning, you know, and, and take Cameron to school in the morning and all that stuff. So, you know, that's how I try to balance it, but it may be a, another a year or two until I can start bringing them along with me. Yeah, that's, that's, that's some good ideas, some good advice. I'd say all of this has, has been, I think, or would be applicable to me. The one other thing I found that helps in my case is I just annoy my wife so much during the off-season that by the time hunting gets around, she wants to get rid of me. So, <laughs> that's I like my... your tactic. <laughs> <laughs> so, Absolutely. And you know what? Uh, to further what we were talking about there, even if they don't enjoy the hunting side of it, they may still enjoy – the things that lead into the hunting. They may enjoy going out shed hunting just from the exercise standpoint. They may enjoy putting up trail cameras or trying to get beautiful pictures. There are aspects outside of the hunt that if they don't want to participate in the hunt, they may still enjoy it. And, and I'm in that position. Tracy has hunted in the past, but she's not a dyed-in-the-wool hunter. And, and Will is the same way. They both have hunted. They've both harvested animals. But in the end, they're like, you know what? This may not be for us. However, Tracy does enjoy going out on the farm. She enjoys roosting turkeys. She she enjoys shed hunting. She enjoys trail cameras, that type of stuff. So there are other activities in and around hunting that your partner may indeed enjoy. That's a great point, Mark. You know, on Terry's side of it, they actually, he's done it the last several years, and John Williams actually is the one that helps him do it. But they plant uh, a little pumpkin patch on the farm. So every fall, you know, mid-October, the whole family gets to come up and we enjoy a family weekend at the farm. So it's a it's a creative way, kind of a thinking outside the box kind of way to get your family involved and they don't have to necessarily be hunters, uh, but yet still enjoy, you know, being outdoors. And I think that's probably the most important part is just living our lifestyle. It's so much more than just hunting. There's so many aspects to it. 
Yeah, that's a great point. I think there's there's so many opportunities to get the family and friends involved. And, um, you know, like, like you said, any opportunity to, to help them show why we're so passionate about these things and to get them involved in it, engaged in it, that's going to help you, it's going to help them, and uh, who knows what opportunities it might open up in the future. So I think this is uh, this is some solid advice here, both from a marital standpoint, as a family man standpoint. I'm learning a lot, so thank you, Mark. This has been good for me as, uh, as children will hopefully be in my future here soon. So I'm taking notes. This has been good. Do you think there's anything else we want to cover here, Matt? I think as far as the question of the day, unless Mark has something more to add, I think we covered that pretty good. And, you know, we've been on for about a half hour. I think the target time for these uh, um, 100% wild podcasts were that 20 to 30 minutes. Uh, we wanted something short enough where people could jump on at lunch and, and, and take a listen. And so I think we've covered everything unless you want to just hit uh, where they can submit their own questions uh, one more time. Uh, Mark Kenyon, we'll, we'll go from there. Yeah, yeah, that sounds like a good plan. And I don't know about you, Matt, or Mark, if you're still on there, but this has been a lot of fun. I enjoyed this. This is uh, It's great to get to catch up with you guys and chat through things like this. So I'm really looking forward to the future episodes. And I guess, as you mentioned, Matt, speaking of the future episodes, two things to take note of for anybody listening or watching right now. Number one, you want to make sure to subscribe so you'll be able to get all the future episodes and see what those when they come out. And there's there's a couple ways to do that. Number one, if you're watching on the video version right now, or if you'd like to see the video version in the future, you'll want to subscribe to the Drury Outdoors YouTube channel. So that's over at, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm pretty sure that's youtube.com slash Drury Outdoors. You'll subscribe there. You'll get to see the future videos. If you want the audio version of the podcast, which will allow you to listen to it on your phone or your tablet or your computer, you know, whatever you're on the go, you can do that too by subscribing either on iTunes if you have an Apple device um, or Stitcher is a great app if you have an Android device or if you want to listen on your computer, you can actually listen right on wiredhunt.com. We'll have a, a essentially a blog post for each one of these episodes where you can listen to it there as well. So subscribe on both of those places, get your audio version, get your video version, and uh, get excited because we're going to have a lot more of these coming with some terrific guests, interesting questions. And I guess speaking of those questions, the last thing I want to make sure we take note of is the fact that, as I mentioned earlier, we want to hear from you. We want your questions. We want to help you out. So please visit wiredhunt.com slash 100% wild. That's all the words, not the sign, but 100% the word. And there you'll find instructions for how to submit a question of your own through through a, essentially a voicemail app. So your actual audio, your voice will be heard in the show just like we had today. And uh, you'll, be able, you'll be on one of the future episodes. So I think with all that out of the way, I've had a blast. Thanks for joining us, Mark Drury, and thank you everyone for tuning in. Until next time, we'll see you soon.